నమస్కారం ఎవ్రీవాన్ వెల్కమ్ బ్యాక్ టు ద పాడ్కాస్ట్ ఇట్స్ సో గుడ్ టు హ్యావ్ యూ గైస్ ఇయర్ సో టుడేస్ పాడ్కాస్ట్ ఈస్ వెరీ వెరీ స్పెషల్ ఐ హ్యావ్ అ కెనేడియన్ ఆర్మీ వెటరన్ ఓవర్ హియర్ థర్డీ హోమ్స్ అన్నా హూ షేర్స్ ఇస్ ఎక్స్పీరియన్స్ యూనో స్ట్రగుల్స్ ఆఫ్ వార్ ఎన్ ఈవెన్ ఆన్ అఫ్ఘాన్ టూర్ లైక్ లెట్ మీ జస్ట్ రీడ్ టు యూ లైక్ ద మెసేజ్ ఈ సెండ్ మీ లైక్ దిస్ దిస్ ఈస్ సంథింగ్ దట్ ఈస్ నాట్ దేర్ ఇన్ ద పాడ్కాస్ట్ సో ఐ జస్ట్ వాంట్ టు రీడ్ ఇట్ రీడ్ అవుట్ read it out to you because you know many people ask me like is inner engineering online that effective like should i go in person like i shouldn't do online because it might not be that effective so i'm just reading this out to you from thady homes anna the message is sent me on whatsapp i have personally lost 28 very close friends of mine to suicide since we have come home from the war the medication they gave us had its effect as well as making us super aggressive there is a big class action lawsuit against this drug the americans got rid of it after the vietnam war because the side effects were horrible 50% of the soldiers who used this drug were either killed themselves or someone else it was then sold to canada for very cheap later as an anti malaria drug unfortunately it caused horrible side effects to many of us i will link uh, guys i will link the uh, you know uh, the drug and the article in the description then this is one more message by anna they call my diagnosis incurable ptsd but they have never heard about inner engineering my symptoms from this drug have been greatly reduced by inner engineering and i am 95% less angry and aggressive than before it has been the only thing that has truly helped me so far so guys that's the message from thediana so let's directly go into the podcast i hope you guys have a great time listening to this take care Namaskaram everyone welcome back to the podcast today we have Thaddeus Holmes Anna with us namaskaram anna and welcome to the podcast namaskaram yes. namaskaram thank, thank you so much for coming as a guest it really means a lot to me thank you for reaching out um so without further ado with your permission can we directly get into it okay yes okay anna. we definitely will so we don't have so, us yeah yes um I'm coming today from a videotaping from Canada, New Brunswick. Of course, the wind and stuff might not work all the time with me, but I'll try to do my best. Um, I'm down here at the Ormocto First Nations. So we're down in the water. Ormocto is a First Nations. We're a Maliseet people, but it's also the military bases up here. I, uh, to know a little bit about me is I spent... 25 years in the military truthfully more than that as a cadet I, i joined the military as a boy soldier at 12 years old kind of went through and then at 17 and transferred to the regular army i served for 25 years and i retired as the uh, commander of recruiting actually down in moncton which is a couple hours away from here in new brunswick uh in my career i i spent most of my career as a paratrooper I spent some of my career as a uh, special forces kind of scientist working in virology, biology, chemical weapons, these sort of things. So very very readable for today. Um I was also a firefighter for 6 years. I also spent some time in the Navy. I was a rescue swimmer, rescue diver. Uh I I re- I was medically released from the military in 2016. And what do I mean from that? I'm walking with a cane. but uh i i served on a few tours in afghanistan a few tours in bosnia and the physical wear and tear on the body plus the mental stress and everything else had, had really uh, uh got me to a place where i was non functioning and i mean if you want a realistic number it's funny how they do it they came up with i was 83% totally disabled so they were uh they tried to retrain me and actually at first it was working i went into uh finance and i uh, i really enjoyed it and i was actually making lots of money flowing through and everything else and it was i was involved in politics and during this whole time though as you can see here i've been a, on a, my own spiritual path kind of more in tradition of aligned with our first nations and i really started walking this path as a young man however uh, the path that, as you develop in in our own cultures we get initiated into more and different areas in, in these paths so all this has kind of gone on on the sidelines here just to give you a, a separation for me so when i was released from the military uh, i mean i trusted the medical system and the doctors and everything else and they had filled me up on i was on at least 13 pills a day 
deal with nightmares, to deal with uh, physical ailments, pills, everything else. It was pills, pills, pills. Uh, I was in therapy at different times. I, I couldn't even uh, leave my basement, actually. I was locked in my basement a lot of times. I, I remember once trying to go to get gasoline and just the noise and the, the stress of outside. I, I just couldn't do it. Um, during this time, I had a, a, another physical accident. <laughs> and uh, life sometimes just has different plans for us all. So in this physical accident, I, I, I fell down and, and I was really hurt. And my knee had been torn and all this stuff. So I had uh, gotten away from my spirituality for uh, perhaps a few years up to that point, at least in the way of uh, just that real divineness or, or devoutness where you just release, right? Because I, I truly believe devotion is the highest form of intelligence. And uh, I had been angry and angry with everything. So I had walked away. But then when I was in this state, I started meditating again. And it was around this time, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw a sad guru the first time on, uh, so that would have been around December 2018. And I, I saw him on YouTube and I was there with my wife and I was like, who's this guy? And I go, he's, he's saying everything. Oh my gosh, he's saying more than, and I was just hooked. Because for the first time in, in I've traveled, my first guru, uh, Indian guru, anyways, uh, Jay Ma, uh, Sri Mataji, Nirmala Devi. So she had worked with Gandhi and everything else, had been in politics. She, she's late now, she's passed on. Um, and actually all my gurus, my, my first uh, First Nations true guru, Sharon Von Ralt out of the Mohicans down in Ontario. And then I had Marva Solomano who was also from there. I also had uh, Des. So I've actually only had female gurus on the spiritual path and teachers so far. And uh, I've never really resonated with men. Uh, um, um, it, it's, and that was the one thing that I really loved about Sadhguru as well, is that I saw that he was a man's man. I, I'm a soldier's man, right? I, I've led men into battle. I've led men into everywhere else. But he's a man's man, and he's connected with that feminine side, which is, which is very interesting. If you look at me physically, all my physical injuries are on my left side. And it, it all manifested for because I, I always saw it, even though I had my female teachers and stuff and I was trying to get it. Uh, I was working with a guy the other week and I was talking about divine feminine energy. And I go, I used to think I was being feminine by going into the woods and poking at the everything and hopefully what answers came out. But now I'm starting to just sit here and uh, dissolve somewhat and really just kind of allow that personality. So I, I did his online engineering the first time and I'd like to go into it a bit. And I, I, when I talk about things, and, and very important, is because I, I don't really know a lot of what I talk about. And uh, even though I, I had Indian friends growing up and I, I was not really familiar with the Hindi religion as much as I am now, but everything's just kind of blown up in this last year. And what had happened was that, I think it was about the March time frame. I committed, so right around uh, the full moon in uh, Easter time frame, around that time frame, whatever that full moon was, it was that time, for no reason, no rhyme or reason, I just uh, sat on the inner engineering. And I sat there the first class, and I remember I sat there and I was like, and I was just hooked. I was like, oh my gosh. So I, I, I started making sure I showered and, and, and did everything before, and like, I gotta pay attention to what, what, what's being said. About, but even in that time, because I, uh, I have a young family at home, I have two stepchildren, and I have uh, my, my wife, my current wife, and, and with them, life is very busy, so I'd done about three days, and we had the Easter holidays, and it was that, uh, so it would have been just after midnight on Sunday, I, I'd still been up, and I had a uh, I had a table, I, I, I guess I should go back here a bit, this is rather important, is that uh, uh, Shiva has always been a guide for me too, way back when. I, I just didn't know what we call this guy, right? I, I've never understood this before, this, these kind of energies. And I'll try to relate it full circle back to the First Nation side of it too, as, as I see in relations. And again, I'm only telling stories, right? 
<laughs> Everybody's telling stories. Yeah. These are my stories, yes. right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, really, what do I know? What do I know? I could sit here. Like every one of these leads, you know, and this is something that Sadhguru has really taught me is because I was on a spiritual path before. And last year we would have had this interview. I would have said, you know, I've even, people have said I've done miracles. But this year I'd look at you and I'd say, <laughs> everything's a miracle. Even this conversation, this tree, this thing, I, I've done nothing. <laughs> so it's really about that dissolution, dissolving in that. But we'll go back. So that Sunday night, I uh, lit the candle and I, I started with my own prayer and mantras and stuff I do. And there was a, a presence that happened. And, and this is where I get kind of jumbled on how to explain that. Cause I, I find I don't have words to explain these kind of experiences without them sound sounding too fascinating or magical and, and as fascinating and magical as they are at the same time, it's really, really, it's rooted here. It really is. This is it. Right. But at the same time, I had this experience and I fell to the floor. Like I could not put my forehead more to the floor, if you will. And it's just a, a fierce manifestation of energy. And I'll leave it at that because I don't even want to give names because uh, I, at first I, I tried to give things names and stuff and I understood, but then I saw there was like 36 million different Indivis <laughs> and stuff. So I just gave up. <laughs> so uh, that's where, uh, yeah. That's where in the West, we're kind of like, oh, <laughs> how do you understand this, right? So that night was a, a very profound change for me. And uh, I wrote down a, a whole bunch of different practices. And I had been practicing a Kriya up to that point for 12 years that Sri Mataji had taught me. And, and even Afghanistan, everything else, it was, it was a different, just a Kriya, how to clean your energy using a different based off like 21 chakras, very simple, that sort of thing. And I'd been using that too. So all this stuff kind of accumulated. So Sadhguru shows up after the 12 years through the online engineering and then that full moon and my life changed at that point. But at that point, as I said, if you asked me, I, I thought, well, what had happened in, in truth is I, 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 I'd given up my iron handcuffs and I got a pair of golden handcuffs, but I thought they were bracelets. <laughs> and I ran all the way to the top of the Himalayas to show up until I figured out their handcuffs. So that's why it's actually true, right? So it, it's it's these experiences, right? But it's what happens. So I, I do, uh, here I do full moon ceremonies and new moon ceremonies. I'll, I'll be going out soon. It's very active in, in my culture as well, in, in back, especially First Nations. And I'm also uh, mostly Irish, actually. It's just that our family and in the 1960s, on my mother's side, what had happened is that it's a very big cultural genocide against the First Nations peoples here. They broke up all their families and they kind of inter, they just moved them into our family. So we all got kind of interjoined and intermixed at that point. It was just so one of those things. See that uh, when, if you look kind of at the history of it, when, when the British conquered Canada, they didn't want to get too close to the First Nations. So they kind of moved the Irish in between as a buffer for them. Yeah, and, and we kind of got mixed. So you got the Irish, the Métis, and the French. And so we all kind of, uh, and we all ended up connected, right? So we all look different shapes and colors these days, but it's a, it's a, a decent sort of thing. I mean, that turtle club, right? Yes, I want to ask about that. What is that? <laughs> yeah, we live on Turtle Island. See, this island was brought up where we live here, was brought up by a giant turtle. And this land was given to us this way, right? And this is where... And so this is known as Turtle Island. So you can see the similarities to some stories <laughs> when we look at this. We have a, a, a flood story too in the mountains where okay. we built a giant canoe and we had had a uh, uh, the bravest warrior and the fairest maiden and all the children. Oh. And when the flood waters came up, they were released that way. So there's a different, but yeah, we refer to this as Turtle Island because this was a giant turtle in our history brought this island up to us, right? My grandfather is the sun, my grandmother is the moon, my mother is the earth, my father is time. So and 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 this all and the five elements, right? I, I think we really stick and everything's made of the five elements. And, and if you could understand that, uh, we have the four directions, the eight directions, and then of course sixteen directions. And 
different different sacred ways of that. So we don't really have in First Nations gods so much. I mean, this year is my Danning brother, right? <laughs> yeah. Silver maple tree, right? I, I sit by the tree. Um, the roots flow through, and, and the roots are, are beautiful, right? The roots are just like our nervous system inside. The trees can talk to each other. When you sit on the tree, they can talk to each other. You can connect with the sun and the earth and stuff, and, and very grounded for things. So all this kind of stuff kind of is what I've been doing and teaching and stuff. And so when I found Sadhguru again in online engineering, See, I, I have very basic technologies here. It's like my different gurus, they gave me a shovel and they told me water was there and I was really determined, right? And I dug and I dug. And then one thing I've noticed with online engineering, it was like I had power tools all of a sudden <laughs> to dig the water, right? Okay. It was like, that would have been easier a long time ago. But that, that, that was a, a big difference in that. So when I was doing the, uh, I, 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 advertise in, I advertise around the world and then somebody had found me in Nepal. Uh, she was a psychic. And, and I, I think we talked about this a bit on Friday, but she, um, she, she had seen me in a dream and, and these different things. As I said, I have visions too. I dreamt of you before this call <laughs> yes. prior to you and stuff like that, right? So it, it's all the, it, it's that stuff that, you know, that we say that's inside of us. But then, uh, yeah, so her name was Amrita. And she asked me to come over and to teach on with the nurses and stuff like that. And, uh, and, and a few other things, because what I was doing is working with mental health with firefighters, um, uh, police officers, military veterans, nurses, basically the COVID warriors. Is, we just listen. See, that's another thing to the birds, right? I was just singing too before I came here. The birds teach us stuff, right? Teach us to sing in the morning and sing to the sun in the evening, right? Twice yeah. a day. That's something very important. <laughs> so I sing twice a day too, like the birds. And and that's that's that relationship with that. So I, I went to Nepal, but I, I did my uh, I did some massive sadhana over the summer. I uh, I would sit by the tree in my backyard and I would just I I had the different Ruder Ashkas, Ashkas and stuff, and I'd just be going big focus day and night, months on end, because she had told me I had to get pure for Nepal. So I was, and I, I started originally just fasting a little bit where I was eating one meal a day, and then it turned into um, 22 days with no food at all zero and I was still climbing mountains and everything else. What I would do is I'd, I'd be able to sit. I realized, I think we talked about this. And I could get the information that I needed, not information even. It's just like something guides me. And then I learned how to breathe. I was talking to you about this on Friday using a conch, like using a muldra. Cause I live here by the ocean and actually learned this one by the ocean. Uh, conch moldra and it kind of uses it so the pranayama I was visualized in, in my mind I was able to breathe it into four different distinct centers right and the masculine I believe again and I don't really know this stuff but the masculine energy so the the one of control and really that that's uh, the Shiva and I, I saw it more as a Rama uh, Krishna kind of like love uh, self-love masculine and then more the Sita Rama and the mothering one where the mother just gives that love from her that goes off. And then the Shakti one, which was, the, and this is what I was teaching to Paul too, which was the repentance and the forgiveness. So this kind of cycle of air and the cycle of Pranayama to move through you. And uh, yeah, so all this stuff had been happening uh, ever since I did the first online engineering. But as I said, I, I was feeling pretty cool on top of the world. I had some golden handcuffs. Yeah. I was going to run to Nepal and show everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I went to Nepal, and that was uh, one of the most blessed experiences of my life. I had, uh, I had some other things I wanted to do up in the mountains and everything else. I was up there for the harvest full moon on the 16th of September. So I'll be going to the mountains here soon on, on the 16th here. Uh, uh, this year is the new moon, though, this year, not the full moon. That was the harvest moon last year. Um, but when I was in Nepal, I talked with the nurses. I'd gone out to uh, 
I went to a lot of the pilgrimage sites because I, I'd been fasting and stuff. So I, I'd walked up the Peace Patagonia and uh, where the Buddha had sat. And I, I was just in trance. I get into kind of like trance states. And it, it was good though, because uh, especially a lot of the tourists from India really loved me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then we went down, I went down. It was, it was really neat. I found the caves where Shiva had, where they said he had stayed there uh, to hide out. And uh, I, I just liked him. He was kind of a bandit in his own sense. Eh? <laughs> so I, I was really, I did these pilgrimages, all this. And then I went up into the mountains and I came back from that. Um, during this time, because of what I've been saying, I, I got to do an interview on the news. And I, I've been talking about a lot of things that are going on now in the world and things that be going on. Either way, that wasn't appreciated, I suppose. So that the next morning is when I had got mourned. <laughs> I, I just, I get a feeling that there's trouble coming. So I'd run and uh, it, it was a really neat story. Cause I, I, I grabbed all my stuff and I left half my stuff. I was like, all right, I, I don't feel like being arrested. So for, for preaching, so I, I started running and it, and the mountain, like anyways, Pocahara is a lot bigger than it seems. Right. So nothing was working. I was like, Oh, but all of a sudden a car shows up and who gets out? This guy named Guru Dev. Okay. <laughs> and he's also wearing, he's like Guru as well. So he grabs me. He takes me up the mountains to become the first police choke. But I'm dressed as a Baba, right? And uh, so I come to the first police checkpoint and they just let me through. And then I realized I got up there and I had no map. But I, I'd seen something back in the, the full moon vision that, that I had months prior to Easter where I had to go. So I, uh, I just sang. And I followed butterflies and dragonflies and got to the exact place. And then when I uh, I came back, it was uh, uh, we worked everything out. And then I met my business partner. And so he's basically got a hotel and he's just starting out. And he's uh, Kamal Corelia. I mean, he lived under a bridge with his mother for 12 years when he was a young man. And uh, I think I mentioned he was trying to sell me hash, right? So I, I, I use uh, medical cannabis, but I, I don't like the THC stuff. I don't use that. I use the CBD for paint joint management and stuff like that. So there's one specifically for that replaced uh, uh, Oxycontins and stuff like that. And it, it, it's it's much better. But the THC stuff, as Sadhguru says, right? That's just going to make you kind of loopy. So... But there is a, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater with that one either, because there is some uh, cabinoids and stuff that you could use in different strains and stuff like that when you get in the medical side of things. So I ended up teaching him a lot of this. And then what we've done now is, uh, the idea was that I wanted to take veterans with me to Nepal and take them on a tour and that and see the different consecrated places. And the Himalayas have a power that you can't even explain, right? You have to see it. Uh, you, you just can't. It's like anything else. You have to experience it. It's something that I've been really learning from Sadhguru and Isha too, is that, see, in the West, we want the knowledge and then we go out and we try to experience it, which is, I see that as a, a bit of an error. Because then, then whenever something happens, I still do it. I start making imaginary connections, right? You can't help but do it. Something happens, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, well, you're like the turtle, right? <laughs> turtle, we're on Turtle Island, you know? Uh, Maha Kumari, Kumara, you would have been the one that they came up. And, and so right away, oh, mind making connections, right? But that's the very important thing is no, because again, it's a very unbalanced platform to try to live on or to be in, where this is in our conversation here is much more balanced because this is the only truth I actually truly know. Is that right? Right now, I'm having a phone call or a video conversation with you. And that's the truth of that. So when I, I came back from Nepal um, because there, there was a, a lot of magical things that happened there. It's uh, uh, different things. And, and to go back a bit on what led me there too, one of the other jobs I do for, for my people is I, I chase out, uh, it's funny, ancestor spirits that are angry or uh, different betalas, I think you would call them, betala, or things like this uh, in the graveyards, things like that. I've always been the one people come to when they have dark things bothering them, right? So part of what I was doing in Nepal was a lot of that stuff for some different people. And as I said, uh, here, I'm glad people don't know I can do that, but 
there, everybody keeps asking for the four keys. <laughs> and I try to tell them, no, this it's not that it's sinful, right? It's, it's, I, I don't like to look at sinful. It's just that what I've really come to, to understand is that devotion is the highest form of intelligence. So it's I'm letting, let, be a pilgrim, let Shiva dance for you. You know, instead of trying to do it yourself, because it's not going to work out your way. Otherwise, you'll end up, you know, that that that's it. I mean, I, I was thinking about that when you look at Sadhguru and how healthy and how fit and all that kind of stuff he looks. When people ask, you know, well, you took this spiritual path, I'm like, yeah, but look, I'm walking with a cane and everything else. You know, listen to the master what he's teaching, right? And, uh, and that, that, that that was very important. When I came back. From I was actually, because of everything that had gone on, a few other things, almost uh, arrested in that, uh, I was rather upset. And then I was supposed to go see uh, uh, Sadhguru finally in Toronto. He was in Toronto. Okay. So I was going to drive down. Everything was going. But then the Communist Party took all my money that I was made over there. And, uh, yeah, they, they, anyways, a whole bunch of politics got into play. So... I had to pay and I wasn't making that much money because all the profits were actually supposed to be donated to Calvary College. That's one of the things I was trying to do with it, with the Communist Party. Anyways, took my money and that, so I, I ended up frustrated. So I did the best next thing is I signed up for online engineering again. And I, uh, I this time, I didn't care about the handcuffs. I didn't care about anything else. I just decided that it's uh, time to, when I wear my belt, when I do martial arts, I have several black belts, but I only ever wear my white belt for a reason. That it's very important to, you know, I, I've learned a few things, but it's very important to let that go and just try to be, uh, it's very rare that you have a, a real guru like Sad Guru. So just to be here. And so I started, I took that approach. And yet it's it's been very very beneficial so then i did that approach and then for probably six seven months after i mean right until till march to when the kids had to come home from school from covid really messed with my routine i was up at uh 3 3 a.m to 3 30. uh I, I get to bed about 9 30 a bit later usually I, I only need a few hours sleep and i would start my because what had happened is what i had realized with a lot of the spirituality uh, that we've done and we've lost a lot of our information through the years and our technologies uh, I, I was very out of balance I had a lot of my third eye was fully open the rest of the things were working so well so I, 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 I come back and for that seven or eight months every morning at 3.30 it was seven ahs uh, and then 108 it would take 42 minutes 108 uh, roll it off just and actually uh that period of time and that's probably been my favorite sort of i've ever done it's just that simple at 3 30 in the morning 108 ohms with that and after doing that online engineering and my day was just going i was having a great time we were running relationship seminars everything else my business is closing down because of covid19 that that's fine but i i still I, as I said, I still work in the community for when people have. I had a a soldier come out of uh, he's still serving out of the uh, mental psych ward the other week there, and I've been taking him out in the forest and stuff. And I, I do a lot of uh, mantras to to try to balance that system, right? So not I used to do Reiki and stuff like that, but I realized how much karma I was doing and how much different things. So I've cut away from all of that, right? I very believe that we can heal ourselves, you know, with everything. And actually, to tell you the truth, maybe I'm 83% disabled, but I'm feeling a lot better. You know, I, I could just say that, you know, I'm moving and I can dance a little bit more. I can do a little bit of things. I pay the price and sometimes I don't, but, but, but it's fine. So, yeah, I know I, I did that basics and that, that brought me here to this year. And, yeah, so I, I plan to... Really want to throw myself 100% in, but with the young family and with everything going on and with the business, everything now, uh, I'll, 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 I'll make sure. I think I said this to you on Friday too. 
the first lesson in Isha that I've seen anyways that you teach the children is to uh, finish what you started. So I've, uh, as much as I'm trying to remove my golden handcuffs and, <laughs> and uh, go through life a little bit differently, I, I'm also trying to finish what I started. But I, I, I definitely, one day that the Kaveri calling has called out to me, uh, what people have done at Isha, you have to understand from my perspective, from a soldier's perspective, right? Uh, yeah. I actually, I protested the war in Iraq, even though I had to do all that, right? I was against it. I saw the schmas of it. But, you know, old Parth, your warrior's dharma. Your dharma's that of a warrior, and that's really been in my life. But I started becoming very dark and jaded in a lot of ways, even over the last few years, right? Because a lot of things have happened. When I came from my own, uh, from my first war, I, my anger destroyed my family in that war, right? Uh, might as well have chopped off my son's head, you know, in, in, in that sense. And that was part of where I learned to control, right? To learn how to, and this is what I work with the veterans. And a lot of us too, uh, we, we have this big Quinism file. They gave us these drugs overseas that made us even more psychotic. And now they, they realize that they turned the permanent anger switch on in a lot of these vets. But I've been seeing, I've been able, we've been able, able inner engineering and, and the stuff I use has been helping them. Now to get these guys committed fully to go out and do the seven day course yet, a lot of them aren't there. I mean, I, I work with guys, uh, I even had a Hell's Angels hitman, you know, but I, I don't judge, right? <laughs> you know, I, I work with a small, small people, right? You know, that's it. He's, he's, he's 33 years sober. He's changing his life, right? So, you know, and, and uh, but yes, the online engineering, the techniques, I, I watch every darshan, I watch every video I can, I, I try to absorb as much as I can. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing to see, it's amazing to see everything that, with connections and stuff, without putting the imaginary to it. But uh, Sagrui himself, I mean, I, I cannot not think of him. <laughs> He's never not with me. He's always there. It's funny this this presence that I that I have, and, and that's I get the Shambhavi now. I, I see what they mean, right? And uh, that's beautiful. So uh, my goal, actually, even to come to Toronto, that's why I just want to come help and stuff. I, I don't need to learn more stuff. I've had a really good experience of that. What I want to do is learn how to dissolve. All I've ever wanted to do with Sad Guru is be able to lay down and, and maybe touch the sand where he he walked <laughs> and say thank you. And that that, that was it. You said he gave a a man who was very thirsty for something more, because uh, for understandings and, and stuff. And, and now it's like, I'm not thirsty. Hey, well, that's the uh, eagles up there. Oh, right? is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's the eagle feeding her babies. Oh, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, we have eagles all over the place here. So, uh, we have our, our story of creation, right? Is that when the lion roared? And then we have the eagle and oh. the raven. Okay. Yeah, and so the eagle went and he gathered all the stuff because he, he knew what to do, right? And he put it all there. And then the lion, who's like with both, because he, he does the roar. And then you have the the uh, the raven that comes. And the eagle doesn't really understand the raven because all the raven does is go around the world and sing to everything. But then all the plants magically appear and all this kind of stuff. So the same kind of creation, the yin and yang, the masculine, the feminine, right? The roar, it, it, these different, you know, we talk about the seven Saptarishis and we'd say they're married to the seven sisters and the Pleiades. But we, we have the same stories, right? Because it, it, it's interesting. If you look at, we had a princess who was chased by this buffalo king. And the Buffalo King wanted the princess because of her beautiful voice and all this stuff, but she'd run off from her family. Eventually she meets these seven brothers and these seven brothers, she sews their stuff, takes care of them because their life was basically a mess until she showed up and they were living very happily. Then the Buffalo King showed up. And so what did she was able to sing to the trees, they grew and they all ran into the stars. And then the seven brothers are there and they point to the North star, which is her. But again, it talks, you know, the basics of the Kundalini, of the seven chakras, right? The seven on its own was not good. It was the seven, once you, you move the feminine, is the power, is the Shakti, right? That's the, the feminine power, and we see that through. I mean, you could go back, I said before, my mother was a, a Christian preacher. And um, 
you know, if you look at the earlier pictures of about 1 AD of Jesus and that, you would see him standing there with Mary Magdalene at whatever their wedding, whatever it would be. But there's seven barrels of water that he turns to wine, right? So mm. it wasn't that him, but oh, okay. he touches it with his rod, seven barrels of water, Mary oh. Magdalene turns it to wine, right? Oh. So these messages and these symbolism goes through all of our cultures and societies. And what I find amazing is that, you know, especially with online engineering and, and the Hindi culture in general, you know, everything that's been written about it has been written about it. That's why once I found Patanjali, I was like, okay, <laughs> now yoga. That's, that's, now, that's what I'm now yoga. Now yoga. I've tried everything else. Now yeah. yoga. And then that's it. Yeah. So that's kind of me in a nutshell, really. So, Anna, like last time we talked, like I would like to, like something very interesting that had came up is like your tour in Afghanistan. That was something I yeah. found very interesting. Like, could you share about it a bit? Oh, yeah, for sure. I would love that. So, my last tour in Afghanistan, I was uh, embedded with a basically 78 reconnaissance Afghan special forces. So, me, Bobby, Lyndon, and uh, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, Angry Johnny. So, us four guys, and, and we just lived among the culture. And um, it, it was actually very healing for me, to tell you the truth. Because uh, prior to that, I, I'd been there fighting uh, 2008, 2009. Now this is 2010. So this is like the third year I'm back. In. Anyway, so back in 2008, you know, uh, there was one month in December, I lost 21 friends. And uh, even on my birthday on 2009, one of my best friends had blown up in front of me, three of them actually. And I, I had this anger that I kind of come at, at the enemy there, if you will, right? the enemy there. Really, as I said, I think on Friday, it's the Eagles, he agrees. The, uh, it's just poor people from one side of the world fighting poor people from the other side of the world where the rich get richer. <laughs> That's what I very discovered very easily, right? And uh, But the Afghan culture, and, and I started to learn, and I, I was there to mentor Hazrat Wali. So this guy, when he was 15 years old in 1979 when the Russians invaded, he was my age now. So how am I going to mentor him on war? So I was actually there more to mentor different things, right? Like how to logistics. It's very important. If you, in, in our military, as you go up through officers, like you learn how to fight, but no, you know, you're over here because people ask you what you're doing. You got to learn about toilets and food and all the stuff. Okay. You know, everybody poops. <laughs> so all that stuff you take care of, right? Not as exciting. So it was more in that area that I was trying to show them how, because it's a fight. They can fight. But it was uh, during this time, uh, uh, I'd been going through my divorce and that. So between gunfights and things, I'm trying to handle this divorce in, in a trench. I was living in a trench in the middle of the desert. And the way out, way out, way out. It was, it was kind of weird. And uh, uh, the boys had said they had seen down on the crossroads, they thought somebody had put out uh, improvised explosive device to get us. And normally we'd call it in and we'd get a whole bunch of team and stuff. But... I was going through divorce. It, you know, you're eight months in tour. People shoot at you every day. You just kind of get life. It's it's there, right? So I grabbed my rifle, put my hand. Actually, I put a bunch of candy in my pocket, and I walked down uh, to where the ID was. You guys were just watching up in a different way. Took out my knife, and I was able to disarm it, right, which is very bad protocol. It was very bad behavior on my part. I apologize. <laughs> Some of my commanders that have seen that and they know this, right? Uh, and not to do this at home, kids, kind of thing. I was in a bad place, but I, I, I got that. But then I left that there, disarmed it, and I noticed I was next to this little village and there was kids. So I gave a couple of candies out, and I was just in my T-shirt. So I have tattoos, and they—they're uh, used to us with all their body armor. That so here I was just in my T-shirt. They're, they're running up, like, what is this? They thought my arm was sick. I'm like, no, and I was showing them, right? This is my tiger. This is the goddess across the river from the tiger. Um, all that kind of stuff that goes up. It's a very Japanese kind of background uh, tattoo in, in that way. And, and that had happened because uh, of 2008, some different things there. But, yeah, so they, they were fascinated with it. And they took me over to see their grandfather. And I noticed uh, he'd been sitting there. And, of course, he was surprised, right? So, you know, the big hat and everything else, the big flowing beard. And he's looking at me. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just walking about by myself in probably one of the most hostile areas uh, that can be 
like hostile areas. Like this guy's been trying to kill me, put it that way, right? So, but I notice he's wounded and he's sitting there and he's got these wounds. And I don't have my interpreter, so I, I speak about eight languages very poorly. Well, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't get through. I was able to convince him to come down uh, afterwards to to our camp. So I remember I, I was walking back to the camp, but I was all proud of myself and walking away. And then I see Wall Lee standing there, of course, and he's got three soldiers beside him. And he's, where were you? And he's getting, he's like, you should have took my warriors with you. I'm like, you know, I'm. And he said, you come to supper tonight. I used to go sit in the desert, and we just sit there in the desert, and, and, and just out in the Reg Registan desert, if you will. What what we've been doing up there is that we were. Uh, what I would do is I, I would hunt down people that were bringing weapons into Afghanistan and stuff like that in these rat lines. So I was right on the border of the Pakistan and stuff. So all kind of not really with any support in that. We just lived out, out that way and kind of did our own thing. So that's why I could get away with doing things like this. I, I didn't really have a commander or anything else. I just did my thing. And uh, I, by this point, too, we were down to a three-man team. It was just one of those things, too. So when we... Uh, I joined Wally for dinner that night and he used to write his poetry. And uh, I, I really like this man though. You know, I, here he is my age now and, and the most distinguished features were his laugh lines, you know? He's just always like Leela, right? You know, and Krishna, he deals with Kamsa and then, you know, afterwards back into Leela, right? This was that warrior way. These were real warriors. They were moose fighters, I mean. These are the guys I was with, right? You competed with. And uh, he decided to give me crap, which was, I was a sergeant at the time and, and uh, he was a captain and I always made sure I saluted him and, and, and paid him his respects, you know? And, and he, <laughs> but he, he looked at me, he said, why'd you do that? And I said, you know, I have a broken heart. And uh, I just, I'm broke, I'm broken heart, I don't care. And he looked at me and he said, all men have a broken heart. And then I looked at him and I think about the life this guy's gone through, right? And uh, it's very intense. It's a, it's a very intense experience in Afghanistan. You know, it's a, it's a very hard experience, but it hit me home. You know, it hit me home that, that this was good. But we had this conversation because earlier that day when uh, the old man had been trying to kill me, I'd come over, he, uh, uh, we washed his, uh, I washed his wounds for him and the Afghans were really, they wanted to arrest him. I said, no, you know, like there were certain situations and I wanted to demonstrate compassion. I think one of the best books I ever read before going over there was not a war book, but was a book called Three Cups of Tea. It was about a guy who'd been traveling through the uh, Pakistan regions and stuff and trying to build schools and that in these regions, but having three cups of tea and talking and, and learning the culture, right? I'm very good at, at assimilating into different cultures as it is anyways. That was most of my training in the military as a, as a soldier. So I, I was uh, trained to operate behind by myself or just in small groups for long periods of time. So yeah, that, uh, I was able to show them some of that compassion. But no, they, they touched me, the Afghans touched me. You know, when I, uh, where this all comes, my big spiritual quest is when I came to Bosnia. You know, I was in Bosnia in the 90s and, and just the, I was so angry when I came home. Oh boy, the justice, the horrors, the things that I seen people do to each other. To this day, I, I was still angry, and that was actually when I'd gone to the elders and everything else. I, I'd gone on a, a four-day fast, and that's the first time. Um, and I, I, I don't know how to explain this. This is the first time I ever connected with a Shiva-like experience. Is all I could say because I, I had gone out in the forest and I wanted justice. I wanted things. I wanted to save everybody. I wanted to do everything. And so far I've been around the world twice trying to do it and it's done nothing but brought me more pain and misery. Right. Which also brought me to the other point of why sad guru in the online, you know, I, I try to fix the world. It's not working. <laughs> so I'm going to learn to fix myself. And so hard. Cause I, as I said, I've been caught up in some Sam's karma and some things going on and I'm going up this Wednesday night up into the mountains and I'm going to try to release more and more of that. Um, and we'll, we'll see from there. But yeah, I know these, uh, these lessons and, and the beauty of the Afghan people, the beauty of the Bosnian people, the beauty of the African people, you know, the things from Rwanda on, I mean, the horrors, uh, the horrors and the pain and the justice and all that kind of stuff. 
I've been looking for that release. I've been looking to let go of that anger. And it's not there yet. But even my wife and my kids, they don't recognize me anymore. I've transformed. I've transformed into something else. Uh, a few years ago, I, I sit in the back of the house and I was teasing with Stephanie and I was like, I'm gonna shoot those squirrels. And now I, I, I let mosquitoes land on me. I don't even hurt them because I see myself law one connected to everything, right? And I just let them go. And, and all that has been part of this uh, dissolution. Of course, uh, because I, I, I have the advantage of being uh, disabled, <laughs> I get to sit home on a pension and, and not really sit home with young kids, I'll tell you that much. Dogs, five cats, well, one of those cats is a goblin, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, I used to do rodeo too, and that's unfortunate. I can't do that anymore. I, I like that, so I miss my horses. But I, I'm able to do that Sahana and, and basics. And if anybody, if I could say anything, is that the online engineering has changed me at such a level that I, I can't I can't define it. So, so I'm good with that. So now I just submit and do my Sahana, try to live my life, and talk to the eagles. Yeah, how's this? So thank you so much, and I'm sure a lot of you know military people, army people, police people might listen to this podcast. So where can they reach out to you? Because a lot of them suffer from PTSD, the war so far. Like so, coming from you, they can relate to it a lot. Like how you have gone through it. Yeah, of course, because uh, you know we were always told just be tough, right? Go up. Next thing, next mission, next mission, right? 100%, no fail. Next mission, let's go. You know, and when I used to critique people, I'd be like, all right, troops. Two words, body bags. You're going to cause a lot of death if you do it that way. It was this intensity, right? So then we see people at Isha, our side guru, and everybody else, and it's relaxed. And at first, everybody's like, I don't know how to do that when I take these guys out, right? So what I can say to you is that, no, it's not anything. There's, it's not a philosophy. It's not a religion. It's a technology of breathing. It's a technology of going within. It's a technology of, it's technology is all I can say just like we use in our own technologies um, of how to reconnect to yourself, how to control this supercomputer, right? And that, that's the very logical part of that, right? Because here we are is a product of evolution, however you want to look at that, uh, uh, of, of this, anyways, this body, of this tree and everything else, right? The mushroom that you really are. And, and this has helped me in, in so many ways, helped with me physical, helped me with my anger, anxiety, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast a few years ago. I was locked in my basement, you know, really thinking about how to kill myself, you know, and, and so all this stuff, and it's just been, it's been so invigorating. And actually a lot of the active, I had more active members coming to my classes, a lot of the active soldiers too. If I would have done this as an active soldier, you know, maybe I wouldn't be falling down the stairs or locked in my basement by the end of this. I would have had balance to deal with the things I needed to do. So that, that is very important. This will give you such balance, right? You know, here I'm wearing the shirt. We, we meditate in martial arts. We, we've done all this stuff. So anybody that's back, like I, I've studied all this through. I studied in, uh, my dad was a black belt. I, and I studied in jujitsu. I've studied uh, Krav Maga, obviously, uh, Russian Sambo, all this martial arts. I was a military and I'm combat instructor. Um, jumping out of planes, all, all that kind of stuff. I, I've been in many combat situations and everything else. And, like the real Rambo, like the real Rambo, if I may. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny when I really in the Canadian Army, I really am. And, and I, without trying to sound arrogant, yeah. uh, there, there's a, a lot of that would come across, right? As my commander had said, when they were releasing me, they said they didn't know what they're going to do with me. I was kind of the guy they needed to keep in a glass case and break in case of war. And uh, yeah, so so if there's hope for a guy like me, <laughs> there's definitely hope for a whole lot of people. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put the thumbnail of this as the real life Rambo. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so can I link? Yeah. Can, can I link your email ID in the description so that? Uh, yes, please. Uh, Pathfinder Strategies NB uh, at gmail.com. and and it's uh, anybody that wants to talk. I also work with people too all around the world. I, I have people that uh, I work with in Nepal still and everything else. But at the business side, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get away from all my karma I've created <laughs> and I'm trying to be more of a volunteer. 
so as everything unwinds and, and I'm finishing my taxes this month and all this kind of stuff, and then it's like able to have that freedom where I have more time to volunteer, more time to give back in a, a different way. But yes, uh, please reach out and, and, and look, look out for me, especially those in Canada that have our military or that have any questions. And uh, I'd, love, I'd, I'd love to guide you on this because if I could get the whole world to take online engineering, believe me, I would. Yeah, <laughs> we all would love that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we'd be a lot, all the problems I had to deal with all my life be a lot better and that's that's the beauty of it right that's the beauty of it that's what i fought for really like i, I didn't fight to win money or land or any other stupid reasons that they tell you but i fought in hopes that eventually that there'd be some kind of change right and uh yeah if you really want to create change let's fix ourselves take the online engineering fix yourself and, and you'll see there's there's different ways that this program will enhance everything about your life Definitely say that. Yes. All my word. Yes. So before ending the podcast, I have a fundraising for the Kaveri calling going on. So if anyone loves this podcast, you can donate it, read to it. So that even when Thaddeus Sana yeah, comes. Yeah, calling is, yeah. calling is, is the goal of me to dedicate my life eventually to that once I untie myself from this. Maybe I, I, I love to come over, help volunteer, organize, things like that, use my military not the combat knowledge, but all the awesome <laughs> knowledge, everything I can. Military knowledge. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and so anything for Calvary calling. So, thank you so much, Anna. Like, uh, please keep in touch. So, this really, really means a lot Wait, to me. Yeah. Thank you, Anna. Thanks. I, I love watching you. You're your energy, young man. You don't know. <laughs> thank you. It's you and the people at Isha that inspire me, right? Uh-huh. I, I, I've seen so many of you and the positivity and the like. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have nothing to say. Thank you. Okay. Will you take care then? Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you had a lot of value from this podcast. If you do, please reach out to Thediana on his email. He would definitely love to hear from all of you guys. And it would really, really mean a lot to me. If you can take a screenshot of this podcast and share it on your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you are, Twitter. And please do tag me so that I can give a shout out. This podcast needs to reach out to our military personnel, to the army people, to the police officers. And all those people who are struggling with, you know, so much atrocities that they have faced. So let's make it happen for them because the inner engineering online is available for free for uh, army, police and veterans. So I have linked that also in the description. So if you know anyone in your family or anyone around you who is in the army, who is in the military or police, who is struggling or not struggling, please make sure that they get the inner engineering online. It's available for free, guys. So please, 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 please. This means a really, 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 I can't emphasize how much this means to me and to all of us that we need all of us all our military all our army not only ours but all around the world they need this let's make it happen for them guys take take care namaskaram bye